0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah, brother. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast brought to you by Bet Online and the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the pro and college action this season. With a new, updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the all amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And now, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. edition of the fantasy underdogs podcast brought to you by the believe podcast network and BetOnline.ag. happy monday to everybody hope everybody had a great fantasy week three weekends i know i did somewhat chip i don't know about you i didn't hear any uh get any drunk phone calls or any kind of weird text from you did you do okay in fantasy this week
1: mm-hmm. i lost christian mccaffrey so that oh. that hurts um <clears throat> I went all the way back. I have a 2 point lead now. Okay. Uh, and we decided on the last show not to play Clyde Edwards-Hilaire
0: and play and he, Robbie Anderson. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did really good. Yeah,
1: that was <laughs> yeah. So, um there's that. But I'm I'm still Leonard. I have a kicker tonight. He has Miles Sanders, but Greg the Leg, I mean, he could kick a 66 67 yarder like Tucker did. That is
0: true. And I'm glad that you brought up Justin Tucker. That's one of the things we'll be going in today's episode. We've got week three highs and lows. Are the Bears really that bad with all of their QBs? Justin Tucker making history. Chargers upsetting the Chiefs. The Bengals upsetting the Steelers. And the Bucks. Well, the Bucks. Goo. That's what happens to the Bucks is goo.
1: So moving on. We'll start with. The Bears.
2: Sorry the about Bears that chip. is where we
0: start. Sorry about that, Chip. By some technical difficulties. Yeah, you did. Uh, the Rams could be the best team in the league right now, and the Vikings beat the Seahawks. But let's let's go into the Bears. Um, Bears. Yeah, the Bears. Um, Long-awaited start for Justin Fields. Yes, hyped up a lot. We, yes. everybody on this show, was clamoring for him to start sometime this season. He's finally done that, and well, it didn't really go the way i don't think anybody planned chip what he's a think? rookie yes that's true rookies
1: don't do anything really exciting or well mm-hmm. in the beginning i mean you got some two-year guys now herbert you got other guys who are <coughs> doing a lot better starting to get their game going he had a great game this week but he's a rookie and this is his true. first nfl start of course we all wanted to see him i didn't have that much expectation he'd do
0: well but right. you saw him right So. Uh, Matt Nagy has come out to say that now all three quarterbacks uh, could be considered for week four against the lions. What are your thoughts on that? Cause now he's bringing in Nick Foles into the conversation, which we all, we all know about Nick Foles. Apparently well, he's, he's the savior of every single team's quarterback situation, but now Matt Nagy, who's crazy out of his mind is saying Nick Foles could be the starting quarterback in week four.
1: Matt Nagy has no right play here. He is lost. He is done. He is like he right now, he could probably, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat right now with a quarterback <laughs> decision. So he's not in a good spot. I mean, if you're him, the best thing you can do after seeing fields, which let's get one thing straight guys, NFL toughest league to play in rookie quarterback. I don't know what everybody expected to have him just like sachet out on the field and be like. Joe Montagna, you know, take us to the World Series of Super Bowls in one game. That's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, but he's I think that, I, I think that's, I think everybody thought he was going to come in and like save the day. I think there was a yeah. majority of of everybody that was on social media, especially the fans in, in Chicago, that he's going to come in, save the day and make everything right you know. and, you know, make Matt Nagy look like a schmuck for not, you know, starting him sooner. But, um, but I agree with you. He is a rookie. Yeah. He still has a lot of room to grow. Don't take this as, oh no, the Bears are in trouble for the foreseeable future. You know, this is start one. These guy he's got a long way to go and develop. Now that's it's to be seen if if the if Matt Nagy in and, and the front office is gonna say, Okay, well, maybe we should stay with you know Fields going forward and just let him develop, or we'll have to start Andy Dalton again, or maybe now Nick Foles until Fields is ultimately ready to go. So we will we will start. Well,
1: I think also and the one thing that we've always discussed and and Jordy obviously, I know she's not here tonight and I know Kaylee will probably agree is that we all knew going into this season that the Bears didn't have an offensive line. Now a mobile quarterback can buy you time and can make maybe give you an extra, you know, second or two to have a play create But like we said, this is a rookie quarterback. He's going to get his legs underneath him. I think he'll get better every game, but not having an offensive line, that's kind of a big deal. It's important. So you need one of those when you have a rookie. Kaylee, we were just talking about uh, Justin Fields and his his rough outing. What did Mm -hmm. you think about it, and did you expect anything different out of what happened?
2: I really didn't. This is exactly why I said I did not want him to go in, especially not this early in the season. And me and Jordan talked about this. Like, this was possibly one of the worst weeks he really could have gone in. Just <laughs> the defense he was playing, and we called week four, maybe if things were going like okay. But I, I just, this is such a poor decision especially knowing the state in which our offensive line is in just knowing the inability of a quarterback to really sit under center and throw the ball or be able to make plays it, it just not for a rookie it's not the yeah. decision making process he's a smart quarterback he's the guy who's going to have success in the league but right now he doesn't have that reaction time that you get from just taking snaps and being in the nfl speed games and he he's new right so this is such a vulnerable position to put him in. And so, I i mean, look, like, he's already kind of brushed a potential injury. And if I'm if I'm Nagy, like, I don't want to play with that. I don't want I, – i at this point, like, I just want longevity, right? Like, I know his job's on the line. A lot of people have something to say about it. But I don't know. Do you want a few games in his rookie year? Do you want him for the next five to ten years? Like, and yeah. you have to make that decision. So, I don't know. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I think uh, after the game, Fields came out, said he was fine after the – I think it was a, a mm-hmm. finger – a hand injury. And then Co- yeah. Coach Nagy said he did. He might miss a week or so. And then Fields goes, no, I'm not injured. I'll be fine. So those two need to really get on the page. What are your thoughts about uh, Nick Foles possibly starting for the Bears uh, next week, Kaylee?
2: Look, I've, I've been there. I've been through it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, look, it's no worse than where they're at right now. Like, that's the thing is – after this past week, it's kind of like it can't really get any worse, and that's not right. saying anything about Justin Fields. It's just their entire—they—they they just have a lot to figure out. And on defense, they looked fine, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, they did it, whatever they could do on defense. But I—I I mean, I don't know if you just don't want your better quarterbacks to get hurt, then yeah, throw Nick Foles out there. Like that's what he's there <laughs> for, right? Like he—he's there for this exact moment. And Jordan said, "Greatest backup of all time." We have very different. <laughs> opinions and experiences with (laughs) Nick, um so we have different opinions on on his ability but i don't know i mean i think like if you don't want them to get hurt you're going to week four i don't know what what it's really worth at this point to push your two guys that you have to count on so uh, sure throw them out there why not i mean it's the lions so you know
0: speaking of the lions uh I've never seen the look of disappointment in in a man so much as I did in Dan Campbell yesterday as uh, Justin Tucker made a miraculous 66 yard field goal yesterday in the closing seconds of uh, the Ravens lions game where we all thought lions could get their first win since probably in five, 10 years. And Justin, the leg Tucker bounced it up off the, the middle part of the field goal the crossbar,
1: if you will. Crossbar,
0: I'm sorry. The crossbar, and <laughs> it is good to go. I like. I thought Dan Campbell was going to go out and bite Justin Tucker's knee because that's what he said at the beginning of the season. He's going to bite people's kneecaps, and I thought that's what he was going to do. But the look of disappointment on his face was hilarious because it's it's just like the Lions to have that luck to have Justin Tucker do that to them in the final seconds for them to still win the game. Hilarious. I mean, he was kicking
1: 65-yarders in warm-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, like, I mean, he was nailing 65 yarders. So, and that was, uh, you know, he said, I think in his press coverage, he said he found something to get one more yard or he was able to kick it, you know, that one yard to get to the crossbar. So
0: he certainly got it.
1: Yeah. I mean, so that's all it took. And yeah, the Ravens didn't win. They didn't deserve to win, but no. half their team had COVID. Everybody's dead. Only Lamar Jackson is alive, so I mean. Everybody's dead? It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, you do what you can, and the Lions kept themselves in the game, but you had to figure um, the Ravens were going to find a way to to pull it out, and if it's a 66-yard field goal, then Justin Tucker, that's what you're there for.
0: Let's do a yeah. sidebar real, real real quick. We've got a uh, comment from Twitch uh, from Gaudi Toucan. When will Pitts get me any points in fantasy, uh, Chip? That's I'm gonna, a, I'm gonna. That's a
2: great question. I'm wondering the same exact thing.
0: Me too as well. So Chip, I'm gonna throw this to you since you're an Atlanta Falcons fan. So when is Kyle Pitts gonna do anything? <laughs> Gaudy, I think the the main
1: question here is wh- when is the Falcons offense gonna score more than a couple of touchdowns in one game? I mean that might be. Or what really the offensive plan is in general. Um, I don't know if the Falcons really have one. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, Pitts and where he was getting drafted. And he's been the highest drafted tight end in fantasy since for God knows when. I think Antonio Gates was the last time a tight end was drafted so high in fantasy. And uh, when I thought about it, you get excited because Pitts' measurables are so great. Um, but he was getting drafted in like the third or fourth round. And I mean, that's, you know, that's where quarterbacks, you know, usually the top quarterbacks get drafted and, you know, I thought he was drafted a little high. Everybody that, that liked him and the Falcons offense is awful this year. Garbage. So I was, I was one of those um,
0: stupid people to draft him pretty high. Yeah. So
1: I think that when will Pitts get you any points, um, When the Falcons get a better offensive line, when Calvin Ridley gets injured and when, um, you know, Mike Davis goes down, which he's pretty much been down so far this year. Anyways, he's like RB 26 out of 32. So um, I hope soon I want Pitts to get involved. If I drafted him that high, I'd be getting him 30 looks a game. I would be throwing it to him nonstop, but the Falcons don't want to do that. So gaudy toucan i want you to hang in there bo just just (laughs) hold on stream your tight end there are some good options uh that you can find right now at tight end go out check your waiver wire see what's available but um once the game once they figure out how to use pits like you'll have one breakout game i think they'll figure out that's how they need to use them from now on so uh, i'll have my fingers crossed for you okay yeah are the
0: are the chiefs suffering from the super bowl hangover I mean, I mean, how hard is it to repeat? I mean,
1: you can't. Everybody thinks going to the Super Bowl is easy. Like, yeah. why? What? I don't understand, <laughs>
0: Dude, How is it easy? It's well, it's it's supposed to be easy for the the Chiefs because they've got Patrick Mahomes. Which uh, yesterday that the Chargers upset the Chiefs thirty to twenty four. One just, player makes the whole team. It does, Chip. It does. Okay. And and Justin Herbert had himself a day, four touchdowns. Mike Williams had himself a day for the Chargers, but uh, the Chargers. I mean, the Chiefs. What what's uh, what's going on with them? Andy Kaylee, Reed, you go
1: first because I'm already steaming. I just want to go nuts right now. You go first.
0: <laughs> Andy Reid had to be rushed to the hospital after the game. So yeah. what's what's going on with the Chiefs, Kaylee?
2: They they just look very disjointed. I also have Tyree Kill on my fantasy team, which has been a complete bust. Um, but, but just in general, like, it doesn't feel like they know what their plan is going into each of these games. Right. And usually we're used to the chiefs looking like they've got their plan. They know what they do. They're getting creative and they're running it and they'll run it. They'll run it up. Right. Like Andy Reid's not scared to do that. He's not scared to get like creative plays going in the fourth quarter when they're up by like 17 points. Right. Like that's just who they are. And they haven't looked like that. They really look like they have just lost a little bit of their edge. I don't know if I, if I would call them stale because they still have phenomenal athletes on their team. It's just is it's I feel like it's very predictable. And mm-hmm. the Chiefs are typically very good at being unpredictable. You know exactly how and who they're going to use to attack you, but yet you're still stunned. And now it's kind of like now the blueprints there, they're not doing enough to switch it up. That creativity I feel like has just not transferred over even last year i felt like they did a really good job of having these really fun trick plays throwing some guys in there where you wouldn't expect them and this year just i haven't seen any of that so it's a little concerning i guess if you're the chiefs but i don't know i mean the chargers also looked really really good and they were able to capitalize on mistakes so i don't want to take anything away from the chargers because i think both teams had mistakes the chargers just did a better job of capitalizing on them and making them count for points so i want to Throw credit where credit is due on that side, but the Chiefs just <coughs> look very, very disjointed and confused.
0: Yeah. Chip, I know I know you said you're steaming, so well, steam, steam away. Steam continuity. away. Continuity is the biggest thing
1: in the NFL. Let us not forget, the Chiefs have four new starting offensive linemen. Right. Four people who have never been with the Chiefs, with you know, some of them not even playing professional football. And everybody thinks everybody can just change pieces and do that's not how the NFL works it's rare that the NFL works that way but yeah you got all new offensive linemen Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a good game they figured out how to get him involved he's still he's been a merc that you know kind of the other two games hadn't done a lot the one thing I will say the Chiefs have signed Josh Gordon. He's been reinstated. He is on the practice squad for the so Kansas So what?
0: Playoffs. He's going to get busted for something And these weeks.
2: This guy, this guy does Six not Six times
0: that. now he's been suspended and he still plays in the NFL. 6. He's not going to last the full season. He's going to get busted for something.
1: I can't wait. I've already gone to the waiver wire and I'm so excited. <laughs> wow. So excited. really? Oh really? god. Damn. Oh God, yeah! I can't wait, dude.
0: You're gonna take a chance on Josh Gordon. You just wasted a waiver pickup for this week, man. Well, I'll listen to that
1: advice again. Like play Robbie Anderson and not play Clyde edwards hilaire
0: I never uh, told you to play that Robbie. Anderson okay, C-E-H. okay. I never because I didn't play Ceh and I got burned okay. too. So I didn't. I didn't follow. So, like. I think it was yeah. Jordan's advice that that told us not to. <laughs> play CEH. We'll I'm going to blame I, that on her.
1: I laugh about that with Josh Gordon because yes, it is com- it's it's comical to me that he's reinstated now and actually on the Kansas City practice squad. It's it's comical that he's still in the NFL. But yes, the Chiefs are a little bit disjointed. The line will get better. They can still put up forty points in a game. It just takes some time. They're working in new guys, and then they'll get it figured out. But it just takes time.
0: Uh, are the Bengals good? Are that was the, the end of my sentence. That was my are question. The are the Bengals bad? good?
2: Are the Steelers bad?
1: There you go. Cuz I think, think you could ask bad. both
2: of those. I think you could ask both of those questions and have yep. be equally as inquisitive because I I don't I don't really know either way. I don't know either way. Like the Steelers okay. did not get one sack and we know that against the Bengals Kind of one well, thing you're guarantee is typically oh. a sack, right? So, and this yeah. is all, I think it was like a 75 game streak of them getting at least one sack. Like that is their bread and butter defense up front. And, and they just weren't able to get it done, which to be fair, like they've been dealing with injuries and things like that, but it is just, I don't know. Like if you can't get a sack against the Bengals, are you good? Like, are you good? Because I what mean, are you this doing? Is, what are you doing? I could do it, probably.
0: I would love to see that happen. Actually, suit up in the pads and have Kaylee go after Joe Burrow. Joe
2: Burrow. Yeah, I'd feel that would be funny. So. Yeah,
0: that would be funny. So, Chip, what do you think? I mean, are the Bengals I'm- turning it around? And they start. I mean, it's still a young team. I Me, mean, the offensive line there is, I mean, not historically bad. I mean, but against the Steelers who usually pummel the Bengals, like the Bengals, I mean, I mean they look, you gotta, they look you gotta, semi-good. You
1: got teams that their identities, and I think that's kind of been the, the theme <laughs> maybe with a couple of these teams we've seen, is that they're still figuring out, and, and like we were three weeks in here. This is mm-hmm. not where you decipher teams, their identities, and, and who they're figuring out. And, you know, the Bengals went out and, and got Jamar Chase and, and paired him uh, obviously, with his old quarterback, and they think Burrow and him are going to be good. So far, he's got four touchdowns. No other wide receiver has done that. I think since Randy Moss in the first three games. I think they said. So you know, I think I think the Bengals are better, and the Steelers are worse because the Steelers had Najee Harris with like 102 receiving yards. The Steelers have no
0: wide receivers now. He had a great day in fantasy. Yeah, which over 100 yards receiving. Yeah,
1: which is well. When you look at the sign of a bad offense, if your running back has 100 yards
0: receiving, (laughs) you're in real trouble. As hey, that's that's bad for them. Good for me.
1: Well, and now, well, fantasy in real life. Now, if we're going to real life, we're evaluating a team. The Steelers are in really bad shape right now. I mean, they're not. They don't have any of their starting wide receivers. They really don't have an offensive line. Their quarterback can't throw it down the field. And their running back just led the team in receiving yards. So, really uphill battle for the Steelers. Obviously, yeah. you hope um, Juju gets better. Deontay Johnson had a knee injury. Claypool was injured. I think he came back in at one point. The only, you know, <laughs> good spot on offense, I think, was <laughs> Friar Moose from Penn State. He had a touchdown well, again we two love games that. in a row now. <laughs> rookie tight end. So, yeah. So, I mean, hey, look for short targets. Uh, and if you have Najee Harris, just soak this up because I'm going like, to. Yeah.
0: I, I am going to. Because fantasy,
1: I don't think there's going to be another running back that's utilized like him in the run and the pass. And if he gets injured, just mail
0: it in. Yep. It's over for the Steelers. Bye. You know, shut down. Do, do, do the Bengals have a real shot at this division? Three games in, sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone's got a shot. The Chiefs are sitting in last place, so yeah, everyone's got a shot, right? I just think it's one of those – I don't know. I also think, like, when you have these young guys that are still really talented, like, yeah, all the pieces may not be there, but they're going to pull out some really impressive games. It happens all the time with just young teams with raw talent, especially you have that connection with Jamar. It's like – it's just prime to have some big games that are kind of upsets when you get down – then you you're looking back on the season. Now I don't know that it translates to any success within the division or the playoffs or whatever, but it's going to be fun football every once in a while just because these guys are mega talented and they're a fun young team and they have the right mindset and they've got the locker room and they've got everything kind of going for them mentally, but it just they lack in some areas. So you can't translate no offensive line and like you're okay on defense. Like those things don't translate to winning a division and going to the playoffs.
1: And Watt was out as well, so that was another big. When you're leading pass rushers not playing, that's another big, big issue.
2: Wasn't that the second week he was out?
1: Might have Mm,
0: been. Might have been. Fuck.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So the marquee matchup yesterday was the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Los Angeles to play the L.A. Rams, and the Rams. Pretty much figured out the Sorry. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Bucks defense, which has been carved up for the past couple of weeks, like Swiss cheese in the secondary, got carved up by Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Um, I'm going to let you guys ask me the questions because, of course, this is my team because mm. the Bucks. So Grace. ask mm, me, ask, ask away.
2: I've got one for you right off the please, bat. Please do. I, I'm just because I think – And I said this on on Onside Chicks. I think it's a fun story to be like, we brought back 22 starters and they're all starting. (laughs) Yeah, but you also had like significant (laughs) holes for a large portion of your regular season that you just did nothing to address, right? So it's not as cute when it comes to fruition and teams figure it out earlier. What do they do now? Because now you've promised all this money ahead of time, Mm. right? Like You've borrowed against future years to bring all these people back you have essentially brought Tom Brady back to repeat. You've done all this stuff. You've spent all this money. You've kind of screwed your franchise in the future to get it done now. So what are they going to do on their defense and secondary to address this going forward? Like I know we're only three weeks in, but we saw this start to develop last season. And now I think we're going to see it really start to develop earlier this year. So what, what can they do?
0: You know, there really isn't much they can do since they've kind of put, pigeonholed themselves with all the the limited cap space they have. Now I know they restructured Ali Marpet's uh, contract to free up five free, free, like five million dollars. Now everybody's saying, oh, it could to be it could be used for to bring in Richard Sherman. Which bringing in Richard Sherman, I don't know if that's gonna help at all right now because the secondary is riddled with injuries right now. The defense has got injuries galore, especially in the secondary. And now, if, if I'm a team which has got a competent QB and a competent offensive line, offensive coordinator, I'm going to look at this tape and go, okay, this is how we figure out beating the Bucks, Because it is. I mean, you, they could have lost the first two games because of the amount of points that were scored on. So, you know, but it's, like, a, like you said, we're only in week four. So, there's plenty of time to recover from this. And they've got, I think next week they've got... Oh, They got in week four. It's blowing my mind right now.
1: Well, I'll tell you, there's not another team. I, I, I don't think personally, there's not another team like the Rams who have a right. lot of different
0: options. But and now, and now the Rams actually have a QB that can throw. Yeah, yeah, that can throw bombs and throw to the receivers and actually be a competent QB. They've got the Patriots next week. That's the big marquee. Did you guys see that? Did you guys see the NBC Sports Adele Hello video? promoting the game it's hilarious by the way this
2: is going to be probably the largest viewership because isn't this technically the first time he didn't go back there last year right
0: Right. no this is the first time he's he's going back to fox foxborough to play his former team and build right
2: so this is going to be first of all the i mean they're going to sell a bajillion tickets for a bajillion dollars and i mean a bajillion (laughs) people are going to watch this game it's going to be wild but i don't imagine it being like that great of a game, personally. So sure. I don't know. I, I don't like yeah,
0: it. I think I think. Oh, sorry, Jeff. I think the other thing they need to address and to work on is the run game. The run game has been just yeah. terrible. Like Rojo and Leonard Fournette, Lombardi Lenny, your boy Kaylee. um I, I know. <laughs> they 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 both they both have been just terrible, especially in the passing game and the run game. They've just been below average when it comes to being especially going against good defenses but that's something they need to address going forward but you know we we saw this before last year maybe just, they started off 2 and 1 and look where it got them so you know the bucks have a bajillion coaches on that team where they know okay this is what mm-hmm. we need to do going forward and Todd Bowles is going to be like okay these are these are the adjustments that we have to make with all the injuries that we have this is what we need to do and you never know they might they might sign Richard Sherman this week and bring him in and he might be able to help us out, but this is like, how's Richard Sherman now? He's like 33, 34. So 30s, yeah. Yeah. Like so how dog much years? So he's actually yeah. like
1: 62 or 63 in people years.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's, he's an old man and he's going to be going up against faster receivers. So I don't know how much he's, how much of help he's going to be. So yeah, I, I do. I, I, I said the bucks would be 15 and two. I mean, this is the one of the losses I thought they were going <laughs> to lose. And it was. So yeah. I mean, well, You've lost I mean, Carlton another.
2: Davis
1: and yeah. you lost Dean and you lost another starting safety. So yeah. like, it's, I don't know what, I don't know what you do or how you do it. Um, But it'll be an area now that all the teams focus on. I mean, everybody is going to stretch the field and try to go, you know, try to look at deep and throw double moves. A lot of the corners. Cause now, and yeah. no team really has that type of depth. You can't lose two yeah. starting corners. And think that everything
0: is going to be okay. So,
2: <clears throat>
0: yeah, this um, is definitely the playbook for other teams to look at going forward at, when playing the Bucks. But yeah, like, hands who, down.
2: who else is the Rams, right? Because I think when exactly. you look at the Rams and where they're <laughs> at, like, because I I think I was unsure about Matthew Stafford, but not in an unfair way. Because I mean, he's my fantasy quarterback, so it's not like I totally wrote him off. It was just I wanted. Oh, yeah, to you see.
0: had a good day yesterday.
2: <laughs> Great. Yeah. I yeah. I mean. I had two people who did practically nothing, but yeah, thanks. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, like, I didn't know how he was going to perform. I'm pleasantly surprised, and I think this offense really works for him. I also think there's, like, They just have depth that's not as flashy as some other teams' depth, but it works for what their system is, right? And, like, you see guys out there really hustling and, like, really playing all as, like, one cohesive unit, and I think it gets them exactly where they want to go. Their defense is obviously on point. There's not a lot of other teams in this league that look like the Rams and are as ready as the Rams are because they were one piece away. They've been one piece away, and now they have it, right? So it's like I don't know – that the Bucs will struggle against most of their because they have an easy schedule. I mean, they do. Yep. So yep. up until like from now on, I mean, most of their games are kind of a breeze. And I don't think that they're going to lose a lot of games, but I don't think we're gonna see any of like the dominating wins like we I mean, I guess we really didn't even see them last year in regular season, but I, I mean I don't think we're gonna see them dominate anyone. I think they're gonna be like hard fought wins for the most part until they get their defense together. But the Rams, I just think are next level and like after seeing them through three weeks i really don't know who's going to come in and like challenge them i guess because i think they're just getting consistently better week after week so i mean credit to the rams i guess
0: well i I can i can agree upon that yeah
1: (laughs) whatever stafford's doing i mean you can't and usually this is quarterbacks don't go to other teams after being in the league for as long as stafford has and translate success so quickly like it just doesn't it doesn't really happen. Like we said, it took Tom Brady, what, 12 or 13 weeks to kind of get everything. And those teams are similar within the weapons of what they had when those guys got there. Like Brady had three good wide receivers. <laughs> and, you know, Stafford has three good wide receivers. So, um, you know, what those guys, what Stafford's doing right now is pretty much unheard of. So um, we'll see what the story is. Kind of reminds me of a little. Little Kurt Warner esque, just showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> Although Matt Stafford never
0: worked, well, he probably worked in a grocery store, maybe. But, you, know you know they're coming out with a Kurt Warner movie. Yes, That's yeah, cool. I saw that. I saw the trailer for it. It's the the guy that played Shazam. Um, he's Shazam. He's playing, yeah, he's playing Kurt Warner. It's one of those uh, look. It could have been like a made for TV movie. That's how like cheap it kind of looks. <laughs> but
2: uh, I, mean, I, I we haven't had a good, you know, wholesome football movie in a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's. It's been a while. I, yeah. I just don't see the draw to see like a Kurt Warner movie, though. You know, it just doesn't appeal to me. Like, hey, I'll wait for it. I'll wait till it goes on Netflix or something like that or Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I get to see the board meeting or the pitch meeting. Okay, I've got a great idea for a a, a feel good movie for the fall. Kurt Warner, a <laughs> Kurt Warner autobiography movie.
2: <laughs> like, come on. I mean, nah, I don't think so. They're gonna spice it up. I mean, not gonna, that like, aliens
0: coming, aliens coming down and like, I
2: don't know that that's no. going to be the way that they do it, but I, I just feel like he's got an incredible story. I don't want to take anything away from him, but I mean, was, the story has to be so big to work in a movie. So yes. I have, I don't know how they're going to spice it up, but they're going to spice it up.
0: Okay.
2: It's going to be like inspired by Kurt, Kurt <laughs> Warner, you know, like not like go. based on true events, but inspired by true events. True I like
0: event. it. I like yeah. that too. Okay. So the Seahawks uh got upset by the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. Kirk Cousins, our, our favorite QB in all the world. Making no, not I'm just joking. Don't give me that look. Making uh making defenses making the Seahawks defense look stupid loud yesterday. Are the Vikings for real? No. Or are the Seahawks just need some help?
2: Yes. The Vikings, they always train together these like random good games. And then you're like, I swear, I swear every single season or I I want to say like multiple times last season, we were like, are the Vikings good? Like they win two games in a row and we're sitting here talking about if they're good. Yep. I don't think so. I think they have good pieces that they still don't know how to create one cohesive offense or one full game, complete game on both sides of the ball. But sometimes it just all falls into place, and this was one of those times. Also, the Seahawks' defense is terrible. Putrid. I've never yeah. seen anything worse. It's so bad. Yep. It's so bad, and I'm yeah, a jag. Uh, so,
1: yeah, the I think I've
2: never that seen worse is shocking.
1: And I agree with that. And I think that you know Minnesota Dalvin Cook not being there, Matson yeah. though filled in really good. But this was where you know, Kirk cousins just kind of had some time and they had the run going and, you know, they have Thielen, they have Jefferson. They have, I mean, it's not like he's throwing to, you know, subpar uh, wide receivers. So they have some pieces, like you said, Kaylee to get the ball around. And if you give cousins time, um, he can, I mean, he can look like a good quarterback and he can be a good quarterback if he has time. So um, he's been in the top 10 every single week in fantasy. So, like we yeah. said, you know, it's it's just like it, – swing, it'll be like weeks. It'll be like one or two, and then you go, are you guys for real? And then, you know, something will happen or something will derail. But as of right now, I mean, all signs are pointing to go.
2: They're just bad. Like the Seahawks, the problem is like they would string together a good drive, right? But it would look like they were working for it. So they would drive yep. the length of the field. They would get those third-down conversions. They would do what good football teams do. But then the Vikings would get the ball, and it just felt like they were – I mean, there was an entire scoring drive where the Vikings didn't have to convert a third-down, right? Like, it was right. just that easy. And I don't know when they're going to get it that easy. And it, ugh, the Seahawks defense is so bad. I don't yep. really – like, there's no – There's nothing. I don't know what they're – I don't know where they go from here because, like, next week they play the 49ers, which that's not going to end well.
0: Okay. Okay. Let's move on to some fantasy talk. What did you guys learn some highs and lows yesterday about your perspective fantasy teams yesterday? I mean, how, Kaylee, how how well did you do yesterday? Not well. Not well?
2: Not well. I was projected to – well, to be fair – I was playing Jordan and she had Josh oh. Allen and I'm pretty sure she also has Mike Williams. So, like perfect. Just kind of a, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> I have Tyreek Hill and it's one of those things where I was like, I <clears throat> any day now, Tyreek Hill is gonna come. You know what I mean? Like it's it just feels like if I took him out, then he would go off, right? And I kind of feel the same way about Kyle Pitts. It's like when he asked. When is Kyle Pitts going to score points? My mind immediately went, the week I take him out. Like the week <laughs> I take him out, he's going to put points up. So I like am weird. I-, I don't know, I just don't want to take him out, but Tyreek Hill did absolutely nothing. I just <sighs> Kyle Pitts did absolutely nothing. Matthew Stafford thanks, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> like it just I I don't
0: know. In my I don't know in my work league i'm gonna be 0 and three this week and that's the only league i'm doing shitty in and i'm to the point where i'm I'm like hey whatever trades you want to do with my team my team's open for sale but like i'm at a very bad position because none of the guys on my team are doing quite well the only guy i could really trade and get something back is my quarterback which is patrick mahomes that's it like anybody everybody else the value they aren't scoring each week and like if i I am in a mess with that league. And I'm like, to the point where I don't want to give up, but I'm going to be and three and like, yeah, it's hard to come back from and three. I know we discussed this on the last show. Like, is it over if you're and two, if you're, but maybe what you could maybe come out of that shell if you win this week, but and three, and four is, is tough to get out of. Um, are there any fantasy players? We, you or I, we've been maybe wrong about and maybe right about so far in this season, of fantasy football chip. Right about,
1: um, I've been wrong about AJ Brown. He's been really awful so far. Um, (laughs) I have him, which has been good. You know, he was a, a second round pick, um, Tannehill sticking with him. I think he has more games coming up, uh, that are going to be good. I think he plays the jets and then Jacksonville or maybe Jacksonville, then the jets. Um, so I could see him having decent days on those. Um, but I think fantasy football to me, I kind of do it in in quarters. So four weeks is a quarter in fantasy football. There's 17 weeks. Your playoffs are usually in the last quarter, so I look at it in sections. So if in four games you're 0 and four, you probably need to change something. You're not doing you're not doing it right. So change something. <laughs> if you're if you're looking at your team and you like who you have, and you're one and two, or you're two and one, or you're one and one or two and one, or, you know, if you've won one game, then look at your matchups and see if they get better or worse. But I'm kind of, and I told Al Bushman and I talked about this. I'm kind of, I look at it in sections. If I need to make one or two changes, I try to do it. Four games is usually a good sample size to see players. And when you start drop, like I dropped um, Jacoby Myers last Mm -hmm. week and I had him because I knew, He was going to, I thought, be good in a Patriots offense that's kind of developing. Like Mac is obviously a quarterback. He's a rookie, and he's going to get better and better. But, you know, he's kind of the guy that they would look at. And, you know, I got rid of him, and that's what happens in fantasy. Tyler Conklin, same thing. I knew he was the number one tight end. I chunked him last week. Look, he had 20 points in fantasy. So, you know, wait. Force yourself to wait if you really like a guy or you really think he's going to do well. Give yourself a couple of games and just make sure that's what you want to do. So no yeah, panic but, yet. We're week you,
0: three. What if you hate your entire team and you just want well, to then say blow
1: it that, all up? Which, I want to, but nobody well, wants to trade with me. Why did you draft that team then?
0: Who do you, you draft? have a the whole team? <clears throat> For my it's my work league. It's like a it's a low buy-in league, so I shouldn't care too much about it. But if I like if I do sh- really bad in it, I'll look kind of stupid because I set everything up and they're like, "Oh, you have a fantasy football podcast." Uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm being really bad in this league right Did now." Did you get rid of Emmanuel Sanders too? No, this is, yeah, I didn't draft him in that league. Oh, okay, so I have Mahomes, uh, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, uh, CD Lamb, Logan Thomas, Melvin Gordon. Um, my bench isn't too much to to talk about. It's uh, Fournette, Gaskin. Corey Davis, Darnell Mooney, Phil Lindsay, and a couple of the San Francisco running backs, mm.
2: right now. Yeah. So, yeah, me too. My bench looks very similar to yours. I will say, James Robinson paid off this week. Yes, finally. he did. I was happy about that because um, I was about to be like, I can't. It would have been the first year where I have like no Jaguars <laughs> on my team, and I would have felt <laughs> kind of bad that I was like, you're about to get booted. <laughs> um and then DJ Moore, I think, was a person I was right about. Yeah. For sure, because I just really like his role in that offense. And I think this mm. week, I mean, this week it paid off. It could have paid off more at the rate that he was going in the first half. But I just like I like where they're going. I like where they're headed and I like his role in it. I think he's kind of just that <clears throat> especially now that McCaffrey is gonna be out for who knows how long, a few weeks.
0: A few weeks, but, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I think the DJ Moore thing is unbelievable. Robbie Anderson, they were talking about this earlier on uh, Fantasy News on NFL Channel. He had a hundred and thirty targets, I think, last year, and in three games, I think he has eleven. Mm-hmm. Which you're definitely you're hitting the panic button. That's that's ten percent, and you're already through three games. So I yeah. mean, that's that's bad. That's bad juju. And I have him. So I mean, that's another thing you have to be aware of. If you see that your player that you have isn't getting opportunities or not getting targets, and it looks like that one-sided, like DJ Moore had, God, I don't know how many targets he had that game. He had a plethora. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all the ball. That's only way it was going to, was going to him. So (laughs) when you see that sort of slant and like opportunities, it's probably better to move, to move forward, maybe wait a game, just see if it
0: was game script, but probably better to move forward and, and get rid of that player. Do you each have any waiver wire pickups to look out for this week for Week Four?
1: Ooh, shiny objects—things that just pop up and are really good for one week and then die. No, yes.
0: that one. No, okay.
1: No. no,
2: I'm not a big. I don't know. I get well. No, no.
1: Waves wire is really not. If you I... change your team every week, you will lose. Hands yeah.
2: down. Yeah, I like
1: agree. you have to have faith in, in what you know and what you drafted. And like we talked about it on last show, Kaylee, Rondell Moore and the other uh, wide receiver from Minnesota who bought KJ yeah. Osborne. Yeah. yeah who, mm-hmm. I mean, just tanked.
0: Well, I think didn't we all three of us pick that Cordell Patterson would be the one that has the most value going forward, which he, he's he had great value this week. He had good
1: value this week, and he was also – he's pretty much at the focal point of right. whatever offense the Falcons are doing. He can be a kick returner, he's a wide receiver, and he's a running back, which is rare. You have a fantasy player that will play three separate positions. So, but yeah.
2: You could pick up Deshaun Jackson. I don't feel like anyone – I don't know. Did people yeah. take Jackson? But how – I mean, again, I don't know how often he'll be worked into that offense, but – I don't know. Maybe a fun guy to have on your bench. I
0: see. I and I, I tweeted out about that. Like I put out a meme where there's a bunch of people running to the waivers to pick up Deshaun Jackson. Where this would be like a one week anomaly where yep. he has a great game against a former team of his. Yep. And after that, you'll never hear from him again. And that's it. So if you want to pick up DJx, go ahead. And I agree with you, Kayla. He might be a good stash on on your bench, but. You're not going to see another game like this the rest of the season from DJ. If you want shiny objects,
1: I can give you go. Go get Kendrick Bourne from New England. He was projected at 4.5 points, half point PPR. He had 18.6. Go get Hunter Renfro, too. He's another shiny object. He got 16 points uh, projected on 8.8 and half point PPR. So there are I would two, also- shiny, two shiny objects.
0: I would also pick up the uh, Carolina Panthers tight end because now he's going to get more touches because they made that trade today to Jacksonville. Yep. Yeah, his name.
1: Dan Arnold is his name.
0: Yes. Dan Arnold. I would, Dan, uh, the man, at, Dan, the man, look at Dan, the man, uh, for a waiver wire pickup for tight end. So, all right, let's close it out. The game we're all looking forward to watch tonight, the Monday night <laughs> football game, <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> play tonight.
2: Uh,
0: Yay. Yay. Yay That's all we have to say
2: about that
1: game. Only if if only Jordy was here. Only Jordy was here. Yes,
0: I know. I don't think she's she'd be the only one that's looking forward to this game because God. I'm actually like not even gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch something else. I'm not even gonna watch it. I will say this hate both games.
1: The Monday night, the Thursday night, like usually these one card games and you got one game on the schedule, they've all been good. Like Thursday night's games, except, well, last week Christian McCaffrey died, so that was not good. But every other game before that was pretty decent. I'm The only reason why I'm watching this game is, A, I want to see if Tony Pollard outpaces Zeke Elliott in touches. I want to see if the Cowboys are going to completely move away from the six-year $90 million contract. I think that's what it was. They gave Ezekiel Elliott to a guy who was making – under a million dollars, and give him the ball more.
0: That's what I want to see tonight. I could care less about these two teams. I hope they. I hope they end in a tie. Oh, that'd be awful. It'd be funny as hell. I don't care. I think. Well, who do you think wins? Who I think I take? picked. I think I picked Dallas in this game. Unfortunately, Kaylee,
2: I picked Dallas.
1: Yeah, I picked Dallas as well. Poor Jordy, she's out there. She's lone. She wolfing the, it. She's lone wolf in it. Yeah, I think she's got to be lone wolf in it. She is. Well, how did everybody she- do? I didn't even look at the
0: um, the Pickhams. Yeah, come right now eleven. Right now, Jordan is ahead with eleven points for this week, so oh, she's still in first place.
2: Dude, uh, I bombed this week. I think I um, bombed too, I think because so you- I
0: chip yeah. and I are tied with nine points. Kaylee, you have eight points. Mm. Oh, so you didn't bomb?
2: Man. Not didn't terrible bomb that bad. I, I, that well, bad. I was at the gym and I was like, "Oh, I have to do that because I always do it in my head, just not in the app." Which why my <laughs> Thursday night picks are never there, and um, and so yeah, I was like ten minutes before I was like, "Oh my god, let me do this." And so I was just sitting in the gym locker room. I was like, "Do do 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 do." I was like, what "Hey,
0: long as you got them
1: in, you got them in."
2: Yep.
0: All right, all right. Let's do it for another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and also PetOnline.ag. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the fu Dogs Pod and on IG as well. The Few Dogs Pod. Make sure to smash and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and also, uh, yeah, the other one that we're on. So uh, we'll perfect. Be we'll be back on Thursday with another <laughs> show. Have a good fantasy week. Make sure to follow us on all the social media outlets. We will see you once again. Go. I guess Falcons beat the Giants. Yay, Hi.
1: Falcons. Boo.